Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Oh, when I read this yesterday, I, I just had to laugh. I thought, I can't wait to share this. Uh, people going to the doctor and sharing with them what they believe is the cause of their illness or problems. <laughs> don't go to the doctor and tell them. And I could only imagine what doctors think. The minute somebody comes and sits in their office and says, well, doc, this, that, or the other thing has been happening, and I believe it's this, that, or the other thing. All right. They just roll their eyes. Where did you get this from? Oh, my mother told me, or my friend said it, or I read it at WebMD, or Googled it and found out this is the case. And it's happening more and more. Guy shows up in the ER. These are stories that doctors have shared about things that people have done. Uh, a guy show, shows up at the ER with a minor cut, but there's red powder all over his hand. Turned out he put paprika on it because he read that would stop the bleeding. Oh, how? Mm. A lady <laughs> called her doctor. This sounds like a bad old joke. A lady <laughs> called her doctor to ask if her hemorrhoid cream would still work on vacation because she read you're only supposed to apply it locally. <laughs> <laughs> so great uh, <laughs> that sounds like a bad old like rodney dangerfield joke <laughs> you should just no it won't stay home yeah yeah you don't deserve a vacation you can afford a vacation <laughs> <sighs> someone had a cut that was seriously infected it turned out they had rubbed dirt in it because again they heard it would stimulate their immune response right. <laughs> stay off the internet people just stay off the internet well, that's where we do our research. That's right. right. It's where we learn everything. A doctor, an actual doctor, mentioned his back was hurting, and the person he was talking to immediately diagnosed him with spine cancer. <laughs> <laughs> they were wrong. <laughs> a woman read that drinking your own pee was a good idea, oh. and only drank that and ended up in the hospital with kidney issues. Of course. Mm -hmm. A baby had a really bad diaper rash because the mom had been pouring water into new diapers before putting them on. She said she thought you were supposed to because diaper ads always show people pouring liquid into them. <laughs> Anybody can have a kid. That's right. You, you don't know? need a license for that. Oh, my. Uh, maybe you haven't had to drive much in the last year, and for some of us, uh, that would be a relief. Many don't enjoy uh, driving and find it stressful, certainly on stretches of the 401 where it can just be uh, literally uh, life and death sometimes out there. But there are the white-knuckled uh, drivers, those who just panic uh, when they have to get behind the wheel. Mm. Things like driving in the snow really get some people uh, concerned and worried. Driving in a new area that you don't know well, especially in a big city, that that can be tough. I mean, certainly, having done that through uh, through Italy, just constantly trying to make sure you're not breaking too many laws. Well, and and really, when you're busy and in a big city, mm. not a lot of very um, forgiving mm. and generous people no. around you. No, <laughs> at that point, no. <laughs> uh, roads with lots of lanes. Uh, and if you need to get into a specific lane, I mean, how many times have you been bombing along the highway and you realize your exit's coming up and you're right. three lanes over, trying to do the mad dash, 
Or if you've ever been stuck in the uh, the roundabout, and Teddy Reader shares a funny story where he went around like a dozen times, <laughs> some roundabout, <laughs> somewhere in Europe, he could not get across to get out. Uh, if it's raining or foggy, the fog always scares the heck out of me. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it, and or really, really heavy rain where yeah. like you you can't see it, it. It really is difficult when you get passed by a big truck or have to drive between the two of them. Yeah, there's always that little moment of right, you know, concern. Passing someone on a bike, heavy traffic in general, highways in general. I have a buddy. His mom was so afraid of driving on the highway that when they would go down to Florida. Her, her husband, his dad, would have to drive on, like, side streets until she fell asleep in the car. Then he'd book it onto the interstate. What, what, so Secondary wait, roads. So it's not like her driving on it. She no, didn't even want to be on it. Didn't even want to be on the 401. My sister-in-law is that way, too. She'll drive on the 407. She will not drive on the 401, like, across the city. Yeah. Wow. Oh, you're going to pay for that. Yeah. My, oh, yeah. My goodness. I, you know what? And I would say this, that one of the things that, that may help with uh, with drivers who are uh, not not scared but tentative perhaps mm-hmm. or just not not comfortable mm-hmm. or or just you know uh, they need a little bit of reassurance is GPS mm. like throw the GPS on mm-hmm. because that way a lot of times now they tell you what lane to be in yep right where you're going next and and if you're alone in the car and that that freaks you out then at least you got another voice there mm-hmm. that's guiding you yep. that seems calm and kind of sounds like they know where they're going well and the good thing about the gps voice telling you what to do is that they don't get aggravated and 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 pissed off with you when you miss the turn well, or the I, exit i think they sound like they do well no recalculating they, <laughs> well there's that <laughs> they they really i'm recalculating again but at least they don't have your wife or husband in the passenger seat going idiot the exit was that one i told you it was that one three times i told you it was that one I, why don't you listen i'm surprised the gps doesn't have a uh, like a setting like after you've skipped their instructions three times it's, mm. it just doesn't say why don't you just tell me which way you want to go <laughs> parallel parking that's right. another one. Oh, that's a huge fear. Especially if you're downtown and you're, you know, when we've been going down to, say, shows, uh, the Danforth or others, and you got to park usually in the residential area, and, it, you know, nobody has driveways, or only a few do, so all the people that live there are parked on their own street. I, I could only imagine doing that day in and day out. You know, there is a kind of a novelty. I always have thought I'd like to live downtown, but... You know, doing that day in and day out, parallel parking on a street. Finding a spot and yeah. a struggle. Uh, and, and I'm fine in my own car. The problem is a lot of times we go to shows, you got to take the rock truck yeah. or the van or something like that. You're in, you're in a different vehicle and yeah. it's got to just feel like a newbie in it like right away. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like backing up a transport. It's, uh, Nick Cannon and Kevin Hart are pretty good uh, friends. Nick Cannon uh, played a birthday prank on uh, Kevin earlier this month by sending him a real live llama. He sent a message along with it saying, since I'm having all these new kids, I thought I would bless you with a new one as well. Save the drama for your llama. Happy birthday. <laughs> it's a hilarious video that Kevin Hart posted of this <laughs> llama yeah. just standing there. He's like, what does it do? What, what, do, I, what do I do with this like, thing? What is this crazy guy Nick Cannon sending me a llama for? So Kevin uh, paid him back. <laughs> And he paid him back hard. He put up billboards in Los Angeles, New York, and Atlanta with Nick's actual phone number. And the message he put on the billboard, for any advice on fatherhood, call my best friend Nick Cannon. He has like like 10, doesn't he? He's got seven kids seven? and four different women. Wow. Four of those kids all being born within the last eight months. My goodness. Yeah, and he's no indication that he's stopping. This seems to be his thing.
Uh, well, putting up an actual phone number, though, is, is probably on the offside <laughs> side of things. Kevin posted a picture of the L.A. billboard on an Instagram and said, <laughs> got you back, bitch. Hashtag prank wars. <laughs> and I think you're going to see more and more of this stuff as we move along. Um, actor Sean Penn is in a uh, limited series called Gaslit, and it's about the Watergate scandal. But he will not report on set until all the crew is vaccinated. Huh. The company that's producing the show only mandates that the cast and everyone who comes to close contact with them be vaccinated, but he wants everyone involved in the production to be vaccinated. So we'll see. I think more of that is going to unfold and cause rifts and divide amongst people as we make our way through this. At 7.12 uh, yesterday at the uh, Venn Ranch, we started doing something that we have not done in a very long time, and that was to prep for house guests. Right. As we will be having for the first time in a year and a half, whatever it's been, actual people sleeping under our roof once again, where mm. I will have to feed them, serve them drink, and converse with them like I care. <laughs> My father, of <laughs> course. <laughs> and his uh, his lady friend. <laughs> Another story again, Dad. Yeah. yeah. It's awkward when I have to tell her she has to sleep on the couch because they're not married, so they can't share a bed. <laughs> not under my roof. <laughs> Remember the Lord and all. And then uh, my dad's sister and her daughter are coming, so we will have six people roaming about our house for the next couple of days. And it'll be fine. It'll be nice. But I, I, I tell you, I, honestly, the lazy guy in me, and, and I've been fine with all this lockdown and not hosting and... <laughs> It's been great. I got my oldest son. He lands back in Toronto from England on Saturday. We have to pick him up at the airport on Tuesday after he does a three-day lockdown. And then he has to come home and quarantine for the final 14 days or whatever he has to do. And then he's So he's back under our roof. Then his girlfriend, who's going to join us, and we have four of us living under my roof again come September. I got a, a, a heads up that there might be a wedding invitation coming. Oh, And I thought, oh, Get man. out of that. And I gotta get you a gift. I gotta get <laughs> all dressed up. I gotta get out of the house. Gotta find sitters again. So Adrian invited you to her wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so the Olympics are uh, up and running. People were asked about uh, events that they would uh, like to see in the Olympics. Of course, they've added karate, sport, climbing, surfing, and skateboarding. Baseball and softball have returned. And people say uh, they'd like to see uh, Quidditch. As an Olympic sport, of course, from uh, Harry Potter. Really? It's a fictional sport, of course, but there's a is a real-life version now, I guess, where people use brooms and run around instead of, you know, uh, like flying right. as they did <laughs> in Harry Potter. Uh, other sports people would like to see uh, added to the Olympics would be uh, bowling, uh, roller skating, water skiing. Lacrosse is a, a big one. People seem to really would like to see lacrosse. I guess it at one time was a part of the Olympics, along with tug of war, which wow. is something that people would like to see come back. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I, I would say lacrosse. Uh, the problem might be that it, it limited countries who play the sport, but mm. there are quite a few still. And I would say probably as many that play softball and baseball mm -hmm. uh, also play lacrosse. Um, sumo wrestling. There's another sport that you don't... I don't think there's many, like, sumo wrestling clubs in the area right. that I know of. <laughs> there's a lot of guys who look like they're training for it. Mm. <laughs> I'm on my way. Bridge. People like to see the game of bridge. That'd be exciting to sit and watch that. How about Euchre? Yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, and dodgeball. People would love for wow. dodgeball to be added. You can dodge a wrench. You can dodge a ball. Uh, you know what? That would actually be interesting. I mean, I think a lot of people would watch it. I don't know how you become, like, Olympic-level dodgeballer. Mm. Uh, but, I mean, you know, you, you need a ball mm-hmm. and a couple of people, and that's it. And a sport that could be... You know, easily readily available to a, a variety of countries. Yeah, but we can't play it because we lost patches. Right. <laughs> patches passed. If we can't have the coach, yeah, the Irish team is going to be great. Cows hate the sound of a cowbell. <laughs> yes, it hurts their sensitive ears. Supposedly, okay. And so, uh, is that to stop them from moving? Then you put a cowbell on them? Uh, maybe, yeah. Instant replay started in the 1960 Winter Olympics. Judges asked CBS if they could review the tape of the event to see if a skier had missed a gate on the slalom. And that gave CBS the idea to show replays. Oh. That's how that happened. The Chocolate River in the movie Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory was made out of actual chocolate. It spoiled during filming and smelled awful by the time the movie wrapped. Twenty-five percent of parents are unmarried. Okay, that's a huge jump from fifty years ago when only seven percent were unmarried. Quarter. Yeah, you know, and and actually that number seems even low to me. I think uh, a lot of couples just kind of get on with life, make babies, do whatever, and don't bother following through with the ritual of marriage. Right. Yes. Or yeah, or you know, we're never really together mm. to begin with. Mm-hmm. Just for a, a few quick moments. You know, it wasn't that long ago, and it's it's um, it, it would be surprising, I think, to to anybody of a certain age, younger uh, generations, to know now uh, how truly horrific and horrifying it was to find out that uh, you were pregnant. You know, say as a teenager or uh, pre marriage. Mm-hmm. Like there was a time when You're sent away, right? You get sent away, or just the shame of like letting your parent. Now it's like. Oh, I've had uh, it's my third child, uh, you know, whatever. I'm 21. Right. <laughs> oh, good for you. Good for you. Crazy. Now the world has changed. And I mean, listen, people shouldn't be shunned, you know. Uh, as a, a buddy of mine who um, his wife had a, a child out of wedlock at a younger age, and he said, look, at everybody does it. She just got caught. Right. You know. You know. So we shouldn't, we shouldn't, um, it shouldn't have been that way. But it's just funny how it's completely turned around now. And and it's just a, an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. Um, approximately one out of 18 people has a third nipple. One out of 18. Yeah. yeah. It seems, I think, like a lot. But some of them are just small and look like freckles or moles. All right. The penalty for cannibalism in the U.S. is 14 years in prison unless you ate someone, quote, under extreme life-threatening conditions. Oh, that's a Matt movie alive. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So if it's the only means of survival, you're good. Okay. <laughs> More than half of North American baby boys are circumcised versus less than 3% in European countries. So we still love to do the chop of the right. foreskin and in Europe, not so much. And the Starbucks at the CIA headquarters doesn't write people's names on the coffee cup because they want to protect their identity. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.